All right, everyone. Welcome to the Mission Driven Life podcast. My name is Kevin, the host of the show today. Super grateful to be here with you. And our mission today is to bring the missions of leaders all over the world here into this podcast and to share it all over. Right now, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, uh, Overcast, Radio Public, all all these different platforms. You can tune into our podcast. Right. And I hope you can join us on September 14th and 15th to the Success Accelerator. We're going to have 10Xers in this event. It's going to be in Calgary. Tons of great big leaders are going to be here speaking on their businesses and growth. We're going to have actually one guy who grew his business to $1.8 billion. And maybe you wear his products on your foot right now. He made upgrades. So he'll be speaking on uh, next month. So I want you guys to be there, come network, come get some deals, come learn, come grow your business here with us, right? But today I got a cool chance to interview Daniel Lopez. Welcome. Cool. Thanks, man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to be on the, on the on your podcast. It's an honor for sure. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's good. So like I said earlier, I know my, my mission lights up when I'm with another driven young leader. And uh, I'm kind of curious of your journey, man, so more people can get to know you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, I know we talked briefly about it before, but um, grew up in, so my, my, my dad is from India, my mom is from uh, Guatemala, so they both came here, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And so I got me and got two younger siblings, and we were born and raised here in Calgary, and you know, we, I'm blessed to have, you know, a really amazing family and growing up, uh, you know, grade one, I'll start here, grade one, uh, went to school, normal school, like everybody else did. And my teacher would actually be holding me in for recess because I was not good enough at math. Now, I mean, at this point, like you're what, six, seven years old in grade one, right? So the only, the only like reason I went to school was for recess, right? So obviously I, I wasn't enjoying myself because I'm not doing what I'm going to school for. And my, my mom, my, both, both my parents took me out because they said, hey, you know what? We don't want you to grow up hating education, right? Hating learning because learning is a part of life. And so my mom took me out and she homeschooled me. And because of that was really where I started my, I guess, my entrepreneurial uh, journey. And long story short, I, I think it was probably 10 or 11. At that point, the Nintendo GameCube came out and I wanted it so bad. So my mom, you know, I told my parents, like, hey, you know, you know, we were, you know, we weren't rich, we weren't, you know, poor, like we were, we were doing okay, right? Both cars are cash, you know, um, you know, no, no debt, no credit card, like we were, we were doing okay. And but I asked my parents, like, hey, can I get this uh, GameCube? Because all my buddies were doing, you know, their own thing. And my mom was like, uh, sure. I'm like, okay. She's like, you can go and get it. I'm like, well, I don't mean, I don't have any money. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm asking you guys. And yeah. she's like, well, make money. I'm like, well, how do, how do I make money? And she's like, try this. I thought, you know, you know, how you can recycle the bottles, like you, you know, something for deposit. So back at that time, it was five cents a can. And so I was like, well, why don't you go on the street and you pick up, you know, all the bottles in there and you can recycle them for the, the five cents per. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I misunderstood her. So I actually went door to door to my entire cul-de-sac in the neighborhood asking for cans and bottles. Now, at this point, like, who's going to refuse, you know, like, a small Latino kid? Like, nobody, right? So, every, like, most people were giving me bottles, and it was crazy. Now, I got to a point where I was making, like, I don't know, 20 bucks a week. Like, to an 11-year-old kid, $20 a week, that's a lot of dough. 
like I'm like that's stat. Like I'm making money, man. Like I could retire right <laughs> at that point. Now I saved up enough money, and I was working with my brother too, and we were able to save up enough money where we bought the GameCube. Now I bought the GameCube, but I'm like, there's so much more. Like if this is working for this, how much more can it work for anything else, right? And you know, time went by. You know, I got better at math, and um, by the time I went back into the school system at um, in grade five, I was at a grade eight math level, and it was crazy because like I, I was getting a little bit bored in school because I was much smarter than the kids. I wasn't better. I just I, I learned. My mom taught me differently. The school system teaches right, and that's I can get started. That's a whole other conversation, but um, so. What I did in school was I would actually go to the classrooms and I would get the teachers to fill up their their bins with bottles and I would actually get the teachers to send me bottles for free. I would I wouldn't pay them anything. I just give, I'd say, hey, I'll collect it for you. Don't worry about it. And I would get it for free. And so I was catching those in. At the same time, I would get my friends to actually work for me and I'd pay them a commission. Right. So I pay them one cent for every can they gave me. If each can is generating five cents of revenue. Right, my expenses are one cent. That's four cents profit. Now you do the math. That's what eighty percent profit margin. Like it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> right. So I was making good money. Now, however, that only lasted like less than two weeks because I fired one dude and then you know the other like ten people quit. Um, so it was short lived. But I, that was sort of the start of the journey. And I'm like, well, that was fun. Want to do something else? So I sold anything from bubble gum, you know, candy, any, any, everything except you know narcotics and you know all that stuff. And it was it was cool. That went into junior high, high school. Uh, it was a different experience. I didn't really do too much business side of things. Um, it really slowed down. And I started you know I started playing football and doing other things. So it, it took a lot of my time. But in grade twelve, one of my buddies invited me to this um, to this guy's house and for a men's breakfast. And it was all these these men I've never been. The guy who invited me, he never showed up. And since grade twelve, I have yet to talk to this guy. Like I've never, I've talked. To, I, I tried. I've talked to this guy. He invited me. I came. I knew nobody, nobody. And it's the house was in. It was in a nice area, but eventually it was in um, slopes. You know, slopes area like Springbank, Calgary, like steep southwest Calgary. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like be like west. Yeah, like yeah. like past Springbank. Like the really nice communities, like really nice. So yeah. So it was it was in there and, and the dude like we walked in and I remember it was it stretched my vision because um in this guy's office there's this this sort of window and you'll see where I'm going with this, there's this little window. And inside it's like his man kit. You got a poker table set up, you got LED lighting all over, right? You got darts, you got you know, you got a you know, you got a, a beer cooler, you know, showcase of all these trophies. And then there's there's an Indian motorcycle on the wall. And there is a lift, you know, um, a pneumatic lift. And on the top is a 2012 Lotus Exige. And on the bottom is like a 2009 Lotus something. I'm like, whoa, this is sweet. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a Lotus. Well, I saw one Lotus in my entire life before that. But I've never seen a Lotus, right? They were, you know, underrated vehicles. Uh, and I'm like, this is sick. I'm like, I've dreamed about having a, you know, a room like this in my house. Like, this is so cool. And then I'm talking to this guy more. I find out he has six Lotuses. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Re- ridiculous but he's telling me you know the story behind them all and i'm like this is something else and meeting the, this guys at this event it was like you know there it was just literally just for many get together and just connect and, and and just to build relationships and a lot of these guys were just like successful entrepreneurs not perfect like they weren't you know you know yeah they're pulling up and you know Porsches and stuff but it was like you talk to them and they're just normal people 
they're not, you know, hey, you know, look at me, I'm driving a Lamborghini and, you know, I'm all this. It's like, they're just normal people. Like, they're, they were nothing. And getting to know them and hearing their stories, that really inspired me and it completely, like, shifted the way I thought about, about life and about business. And, and from there, um, pretty much things started. I, I started an Amazon business with one of my, well, two of my friends, family friends. They were killing it. They were making multiple seven figures a year. So um, and they were, I mean, they were close, and I really wanted to learn. And so they're like, "Okay, we'll teach you." And it was a blast. First business, complete flop, lost you know everything in that that we put in the business, but amazing experience. And then um, started another business with with the guy, with my mentor uh, at that time, and it was it was great. We're we're gonna sell go, start our own clothing brand, um, but he he actually. Um, passed away a few months ago and so it never never uh, came into uh, to fruition but it was that, that experience was fun and then I'm like you know what I, I need to stick with business I, I knew business was my thing you know throughout my entire life but I, I was like you know I need to I need to do something and um, you know when, it was, when we were growing up my uh, you know my, my dad's mom got sick in India and so you know, we went to, to India and again, never use credit cards, but this is the first time they used a credit card. And $10,000 just on the tickets just to fly to India. Now, Wait, for what? For, for five of us. Yeah, for five. Five tickets was 10 grand. Two, two grand a ticket to, to fly to India. Just tickets, right? Now, you're from Canada, right? You go to India, they think like you're, you're the stuff, you know, you're doing all those things. So, you know, you pay for the food, you pay for the parties, even all that stuff. And we come back. Right, given my mom's homeschooling, so she's not working. We come back, my dad loses his job. What do you do? Right, you're raising a family, and yeah, you know, we had, you know, we weren't, you know, struggling that much financially, but, you know, we didn't have too much set aside to maintain, you know, our lifestyle. And so it was, um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a difficult time for my parents because it was, you know, what do you do? Right, and, and at that time, my, my, my dad's one of his friends owned the oil and gas company, and so you know, got him a job. He's like, "Hey, I know what you're going through. You know, just come work for me." Now, oil and gas, these guys are making good money, right? This is time when you know things are going well, and these guys are making what you know, one fifty, two hundred thousand a year. So my dad's like, "Well, these guys probably know something about finances. Right? They could probably help us, you know, get out of the situation we're in, out of this debt, and, and get us back on our feet." And he's asking these guys like, "What's you know, what do I do?" They're like, um, talk to a bank, you know, read an article. Um, you know, you know, read a book. He's like, no one ever took the time to actually sit down with me, educate me how money worked, right? And especially coming to Canada and for, you know, I mean, if you're an immigrant, like, you, you know, you don't come in, they don't teach you, you know, how do you start a business, right? How do you get funding? How do you, you know, become financially independent, right? You know, employ yourself, employ whatever, you know, whatever it is. That's not, that's not taught. And now there's more resources than there were before, but even still, who's actually taking the time to sit down with you and educating, hey, how do you go from point A to point B in your finances, right? And so... So what do you teach? Like, what are you helping people do? No, it's a good question. It, now, it depends on the client. So for me, right now, I'm specializing a lot in dealing with corporations and business owners. But as a family, what we do is we pretty much... Um, our value add is number one, education. You're, you're here, point A, you want to get a point B. So anything from how do you eliminate debt? How do you talk to a bank? How do you, you know, get a loan? How do you, you know, how do you find the right investment? You know, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you get the right investment? Um, you know, how do you protect your income? You know, estate planning, wealth management, pretty much anything from, 
you know, from A to Z, from, you know, someone, you know, from a child being born all the way to someone passing away, the whole, all the steps in between. So for me, what I focus on and, and what I help business owners with and what I'm helping to actually quite a few entrepreneurs with is, no worries. What, what I help a lot of uh, entrepreneurs with is how can you scale, not just scale your business, but okay, if you're an entrepreneur, you're focused on making money, right? You're focused on doing what you need to do to get your business to as big as you possibly can in a short period of time as you possibly can. You're not focused on, okay, what if you can't work tomorrow? You're not focused on, you know, necessarily exit strategies or how do I get, you know, money out of my corporation tax-free. That's not your focus, right? And it shouldn't be because you need to build your business. So that for me, that's where I come in and I look at the business and the structure and say, hey, what can we do within your corporation, within your business to get tax-free money, to protect your income, to increase cash flow? What can we do to make sure that the corporation can be sustainable but can also be scalable? So for me, I specialize a lot on the corporate side of things. Um, and I, I love young entrepreneurs, man. Like just the hustle, the drive, the vision. And the fact that, you know what, there's so much more to life than just partying and just, you know, hitting the clubs on a, on a Friday night. Like, you know, a lot of, a lot of my buddies are, you know, we'll, we'll do things out, but I'm, I'm in the office and I'm, you know, I'm making it happen. And it's like, hey, you know what? You know, one thing Grant Cardone says is pay the price now so you can pay any price tomorrow. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm paying the price today so that uh, I can pay any price later. And, and that's, that's, that's a little bit of my story. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, I, can, I got way more than that, but just, just, just uh, uh, you know, a, a little bit off the top. And so that's, I don't know, I, I guess that's pretty much it, like a little bit of my story, what I, you know, what I do. What did you learn about, like, you know, being a leader in your journey? Man? Oh, I man. There's a lot of opportunities to learn, right? Yeah, huge. I, th I think the biggest thing, and actually I'm reading John Maxwell's book, um, The 21 Laws of Irrefutable Leadership. Leadership, highly, highly recommend the biggest thing was it's not about having followers. Like, yes, the definition of, of a leader is having you know, followers, but it's your your effectiveness is based on how many other leaders are you creating. And so, for me, I'm really I'm really getting to that stage where I'm seeing a lot of my friends that you know I you know, some of them I've been mentoring, and now they're starting to make money. Like now they're starting to break through in their businesses, and now they're starting to do things. And it's like okay. Now I know that I've been a successful, you know, an effective leader. Like when you actually see change occurring, and it's not instant. Sometimes it can be, but most of the time it's not instant. And when you see the the change and the progress, for me, I'm like, I know I've been an effective leader because now they're leading other people. Right now they're changing lives and they're going out there and they're killing it in their business. And so for me, I'm like, that's a win for me when my when the people that I've been leading when they're getting something and when they're hitting their goals. For me, I'm like. Okay, I know I'm doing something right. So, I think and as a leader, I think you got to be willing to. You have to be willing to, to be bold and be willing to take the first step and, and make the sacrifices. Um, you know, I follow a guy, Patrick the David. I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. People helping people. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, PBD says one of the things he says. He's like, you know, you either pay the price today or you pay the price tomorrow. Regardless, the price must be paid in full. And I'm like, you know what? If I take those steps now and sacrifice what I gotta sacrifice now, 
I can look back and I can say, hey, I did that. That was so that today I'm financially independent. Today I can drive in the nice cars. Today I can do what I got to do. And so, it, you know, I, I think as a leader, you just got to be able to be bold, to step out, to do you know, what other people aren't willing to do to get what other people aren't willing to have. And, and so, I, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a loaded question, but um, yeah, that, that's, that's my two cents. <laughs> yeah. How, how old are you? Um, I'm 47. I grew up in, no, I'm, I'm, I'm playing. No, I'm, I'm 20 years old, turned 21 in October. Wow. So, yeah. So 21 years old, young hustler, young entrepreneur, started selling bottles when he was a kid. Right? Like how old yeah. were you? Ten? I was no, I was I think it was nine nine or ten, yeah. 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 Wow. yeah so start started young. Starting. How much money you got in your bank Kevin? Uh not enough. Not enough. Definitely not enough, I'll tell you that. Not enough. But growing, growing. Oh definitely. Right? Yeah, but right now it's all I'm putting all back into the business. So actually I don't have a lot in my bank account. Um, it's pretty low. I'll be honest with you, it's pretty low. Because I'm pumping it all back into the business. So yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So being so basically being a young entrepreneur, being a young leader, I know when like you've been through some struggles and these challenges growing your business, right? Yeah. Now if you could relate with some of the people watching, we've got well three people watching right now and more people watching the replay and on the live and on the recordings as well. What do you what would you say like are some of the gifts you learned from the lessons, the challenges you faced? What's some gifts, oh, nuggets? The biggest one, and I'm really starting to see this firsthand, is, and it's so, it's so cliche because it's true. The reason why things are cliche is because nobody actually follows them, but they're like solid gold. And one of them would be, you know, persistency and consistency is key to getting getting what you want. So, I guess one of the gold I, I'd say would be, don't like, don't quit, like so many times and I know like every single successful person says the exact same thing but not not everybody follows it that's the problem that's why I keep saying it is is is, is just don't quit like every day wake up and have a goal have a vision and I, I'm not saying I did that every day but not quitting and keep keep stretching towards that goal um, it like you will for me like I'm starting to hit some of the goals that I put in like two years ago but I'm like I didn't quit and I kept at it and now things are like now I'm starting to see a little little bit of the fruit and I'm like holy this is something this is something wow that's amazing I have a, I have a contrary idea to that okay I think you should quit <laughs> I think you need to be a quitter and let me tell you why people you're listening why you need to be a quitter I think if you're doing something that you're hating and you're being disrespected and you're not living something aligned with your mission and your purpose I think by all means quit and move forward with something aligned with the mission what's your focus man yeah no 100 percent. and i guess yeah i like that that's yeah i like that the biggest thing i'd say you know biggest thing i say would be focus um you know i've never like i I've never really drank. I've never, you know, not one girlfriend, no never drugs. No, nope, never, never. Because and part of the way, way I was raised was, was um, I, I got to keep my mind clear. I got to keep my mind clean. I got to stay focused because if I don't become, and one of my guys says, if I don't become successful, who loses? If I don't win, who's going to lose? And, you know, yeah, especially now, marijuana is, marijuana is legal. Yeah, that's good for you. But, I mean, and Grant Cardone says, this, he's like, Okay, cool. You're smoking weed, dude. That slows you down. You cannot afford to slow down. 
right? Because there's so many people that are dependent on your success. And so for me, it's just, just having a clean mind. And, and, and so I think the biggest thing for me would be focus because when you, know, you, you focus what you attract and, and getting, like you said, quitting those, you know, those bad habits and getting rid of those distractions, that's like one of the biggest steps to, for you to hit that next level. Wow, dude, I just quoted that right now. So I just put that in the comments down below. It's like, if I don't become successful, who loses? Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It reminds me a lot about... Okay. It reminds me a lot about just, you know, like, if I don't become successful, how does that impact family? Yeah. My people. Mm -hmm people that are under my leadership, right? mm -hmm. the people that I'm bringing forward with me, yeah. Yeah. the people I'm walking with, right? So and, true. And maybe the people that I'm the silent mentor for, right? Mm -hmm. The people who are watching me, man, like maybe a young cousin or something. Yeah. No, it's so true. That's so true. That, how is that going to impact them? And, and, and that's and that's one thing, um, you know, universities, at least one, some of my friends that are in university, they just started talking about... Um, this thing called opportunity cost. I know Grant said it in one of his live streams last week was what's the cost, like what's this opportunity going to cost you or what's the, you know, if you were to take this opportunity, what's what's the cost, right? So example would be, okay, if I take, you know, my bachelor's of whatever, university, take those four or five years, if I didn't take that, what would be the alternative? Right now, yes, it's unlimited, anything can happen, but if I were just to work a regular nine to five for those four years, what would be the difference from that than going to school? And that's one thing I, you know, my, my parents helped me figure out really early was, okay, if I go to school, I get, and again, nothing wrong with school. It's just, it's not for everybody. So it's, so for me, it was, you know, okay, if I were to go to school, take four years and get, you know, my MBA, right? In this case, you know, do six years, get my MBA. Again, nothing wrong with that. If you need school, you go to school, get that, get that accreditation. Um, but you do six years, get your MBA, and you graduate, um, you don't have a job. Okay, now you gotta find a job. Now, the waiting period could be anywhere from like a day to like two years, right? It's very, you know, dependent on, on your connections, on people. So I spent six years in what, $60,000, $70,000, you know, instant loan debt, and within the school. Or what if I started a business? Yeah, university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like go to UFC, right? And take, you know, get your MBA, right? Six years of school. Or what if I started a business, right? Any business, right? There's so many out there that you could start your own or, or, or uh, be mentored from. Start a business, spend, spend the first five years not making anything, nothing. You're just learning, you're grinding it out, you're making it work for five years. Then in the last two years, things just took off because you put in all that time, all that work, all that money. And now you're making six figures. Here's the, here's the thing is you can get a job, right? You can become a neurosurgeon. You can do 12 years as a neurosurgeon. Again, nothing wrong with that. We need neurosurgeons, right? If that's your calling. That's what you, you know, you're passionate about. By all means, do it. However, you want to look at, okay, long-term. You can't, like, if you're a neurosurgeon, right? And let's say your son is, like, 10 years old. You can't be like, hey, son, take over my neurosurgeon practice. The kid has no education, no experience. How is he? He's not, you can't tell your client. You've been working on his brain. Hey, my son, he's 12, he's 21, he's going to look well, he'll look after you. Um, that, that doesn't happen. Business, any business gives you the ability to pass that to the next generation. They don't need the education. They hire a CEO, they run it for them. 
So for me, I'm like, what if I built a business in the next five, 10 years where I don't necessarily need to be working on it anymore, but I can pass that to my kids. Whereas, yes, they get an MBA. I can't give that degree to my kids. I can't pass that job to my kids. And so that's sort of what I was looking at was, you know, longer term, how much of an impact will I be able to make running a business than working a regular, you know, nine, again, nothing wrong with a regular nine to five, you know, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere, right? But if that's the end goal, just to work, just to pay the bills, you're missing, like, there's so much more to life, right? Again, like, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't win, who loses? So. That's super interesting. That really opened up my mind, man. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad that I dropped out of university. You did, hey? Yeah. What was, what was that like? I dropped out of MRU. I was out of doing it for three years. Oh, wow. But I spent more of my time networking, going to parties, going to events, than I was in class. <laughs> so I got the lowest GPA I had. I was, like, getting kicked out. And I was facing academic probation. Jeez. Uh, but I was, I was like, my network blew up. My network blew up. My friends blew up. I was having a lot of fun. Mm. I made so much good friends. I was dating a very beautiful girl back in the <laughs> But my, my, my grades suffered. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. I know my grades suffered, man. So I'm like, hmm. I really talked about like my passion for like how I learned, right? Because I like learning through action. Yeah, 100%, man. I'm not sitting in a fucking lecture. I don't want this. Yeah, yeah. And I can't even talk about student loans, bro. Oh, that's that's the yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm right. assuming it's what three hundred dollars a month, four hundred bucks a month, something like that. Yeah, you, you payment. <laughs> Jesus, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. But can I add to that? Yeah. You know, when people say you know do what you're passionate about, you got to take that with context. And and listen, like going to um, 10x in Miami, February really opened my eyes to this. Was you got to look at every advice you know with context, even even with everything I'm saying, with 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 context. Why? Because okay. They say, don't, you know, be passionate about everything you do or be passionate about what you do. That does not mean to love every little thing that you do, right? And that's where, especially now, you know, in our generation, it's like, you're not, you're not, you can't love everything that you do. Like, I do not love doing paperwork, but the paperwork is going to pay me, you know, $16,000. At that point, I don't care if I love it or not. I'm just going to, I'm going to do it because yeah. I want the end result, right? But it's, you know, it's not... It's not be passionate about, you know, love everything that you do because then you'll quit, which is why it's like, you know, oh, I don't like it. Okay, I'll quit. You know, oh, this, you know, relationship isn't, you know, feeling right. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. Dude, it's been two weeks. You've known this girl. What do you, you haven't gone through nothing, right? And it's like, you're not meant to love every little thing that you do. Look, like, look at Steve, look at, look at Steve Jobs, right? I can almost guarantee you he did not love every little thing that he did, but he loved the end result. He craved the end result. He craved, this is going to get me to so-and-so destination. That's what he was working towards, right? He did not love every little thing he did, but it was worth it because he had a purpose and a vision. And so I think that's the biggest thing is, yes, you know, be passionate, but I think even more so be purposeful because you can be excited, you can be passionate about something, but if you don't have a clear purpose, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's for nothing. I agree, man. I, agree. I totally agree with, especially with the passion you're like. I love how you really dove into that context a little bit. Because, you know, I'm living my purpose. I know people that are living in their purpose. Mm -hmm. But there's things that we don't like to do. Right? 
there were some things that I was hesitating to do today yeah. that I was really nervous to do, like making a phone call to one of the, our affiliates that is helping or promote the event. Mm. I was really scared to call them. And I really procrastinated on my own call. Later, right? <laughs> and I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Mm. Like, there's some things I'm scared about, some things I don't like doing. Mm. Things that I'm like, fuck, like I gotta do this, mm. man. Like pay employees, like that's something I don't like to do. Something. Yeah. <laughs> or like just doing a bunch of things that I don't like, and I, you're actually right, mm. right? You're really right about that part about me having to like what I'm not. Yeah. Because yeah. Grant says it all the time. Grant says so true. like, he hated sales, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. He hated mm-hmm. sales, but he committed. I'm gonna fucking like mm-hmm. sales. Now look at right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a commitment. That's huge. Like especially in today's culture, when you don't need to be committed, yeah. right? Uh, Ninety day, you know, guarantee, or you know, there's no, you, know, you don't like it, we'll replace it for you. You know, there's no commitment involved in most things today. And I think, it, unfortunately, it's. And, and please disagree with me. You know, if, if you know, if you think I'm, if you think I'm wrong, but especially in relationships, commitment is lacking. Like I think in, and not, and not just like between guy and girl, but I think between, you know, even, even friends, like, Hey, if you say something, um, follow through with it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and go with that. So, so yeah, man. Gotcha. So just finishing off this conversation, talking about commitment and we're talking about commitment relationships, commitment and having a partner, commitment and having a girlfriend and even commitment on a business. And we talk a lot about this in our leadership training is that self-leadership starts with commitment. If I like doing what I say I'm going to do and being ethical with what I say I'm going to do, that's a huge part, right? Because mm-hmm. how are people going to trust me? How are my team going to trust me? How mm-hmm. are my clients going to want to do business with me, right? If they don't trust my word. Yeah. If I say that I'm going to send an email at 10 o'clock and I don't send that email at 10 o'clock, yeah. I send it never, right? And there's an impact to that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, man. Anything want to add on that? Like, like, oh man. I mean, that that itself is another conversation. But I think when when you're focused and when you have a clear clear vision and, and purpose, you know, when when you know your yes, it is easier to say no, mm. right? When you know when you know what your what your why is, you focus on that. Then it's it's simpler to be committed because there's only now there's only one or two targets. There's not a hundred things. But what if I say to know everything? Because I know a lot of people that are like, no, they don't, they're not open to the universe giving opportunities. They're like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, how things are, right? Right, right. So how, when, am I gonna, when can I say yes then? Like, what do you think? Well, it, it, I mean, everyone has different belief systems, but I think it, what is it that you're trying to, like, what impact are you trying to make in life? What are you trying to accomplish? Will this help me get there? Or will these people help me get And it's like, well, isn't that using people? Well, isn't that what you do anyways? Like... Okay, if it's not for a business purpose, you are friends with somebody because they give you something. Whether it's they make you laugh, they make you smile, they comfort you. They, you there's always an exchange of something, right? Right. So it's not like oh, it's so selfish. Well, um, I mean, sure, if you want to, yeah. But it's I, I think if you you have your goals, you have your objectives. What do you want to do in life? If it lines up with that, then it's I think it's fair game. <laughs> We gotta continue this conversation. Yeah, this man. is a powerful conversation. Financial leadership, leadership, entrepreneurship, especially for the young hustler, man, whose parents never gave him the handout. Yeah. Whose parents never really just handed everything to them. 
he had to hustle, go door to door, collect bottles. Okay, cool. Yeah, to that. Um, my parents actually, my mom did. Uh, you know, they, you know, kids, the parents pay the kids for doing chores and stuff. So my mom did that, and it lasted about a week because I figured I would make more in two days working by myself than working for my parents. So I'm like, I can't do this. And my, my mom's like, this is, this is, yeah, this is, this doesn't make any sense. Why would I pay my son to do something when he can do the same thing in like a day? Well, I think it's beautiful how our parents can equip us mm-hmm. with tools for us to be successful now. Right? Yeah. Because whether we believe it or not, maybe some parents they're they're, they're not giving them tools. But my parents would like the same way. Mm. But if you want to get some more tools, join us at the Success Accelerator event on you September 14th. We would love to have you there. That'd be sweet, man. I'd be looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, for sure, Doc. So the event is coming up. It's in about one. It's about about 30-something days. I'm going to tell you more about it as the event comes up. But we want to invite you. We're looking for entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders who want to come mastermind for two days straight at the Holiday Inn on the Cloud Trail. We'd love to have you. Uh, tickets start at two ninety seven, but I have a couple left for twenty seven bucks. A couple twenty seven bucks left. So if you want to get your ticket, I'm gonna hit that link below. I'll put the link down in the into the comments so you can get that link ASAP. But I really want to thank you for being here, man. How can thank we follow you. you, bro? How can we connect? Yeah, um, you can follow me. I am Facebook Daniel Lawrence L A W R A N C E hyphen Lopez L O P E Z. Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, Instagram, same name. So I got I got the three. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, man. Right. Thank you for everything. Appreciate this opportunity. Maybe if you're wondering how I met Daniel Lopez. Uh, so I met, so me and Shivan, my good friend, we went to the event, uh, which is a show with like a networking event in Calgary. And then I got a chance to meet Daniel and his, and his partner, but I had, I had to head off to another appointment. What was really interesting is that Shivan was telling me, he's like, yo, dude, I met this young guy. He's talking about how he wants to make his million, his million dollars first. Cool. You're saying that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I want to make my million dollars first. Yeah. But you're saying that. Yeah. And that attracted me to you. I'm cool. like, yo, this guy is fucking like this guy is a lion. Cool. So that's why I wanted to reach out to you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That's so cool. But hey, yeah. find your tribe, everyone. This is the mission yes, to your life. Thank you for checking us out. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor. Radio Public, Overcast. You can find us all on these different platforms. Hit us with the review. YYC with the Newmans. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Take care.